House of Dragons, Wilder. Okay, I and I have to start before she can say a word. I just have to start with our listener and viewers to say I'm surprised she got me to do it. I'm surprised she did. She's going to do the introduction. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I wanted to talk about Condal. Do you know that whole story behind how he got involved in doing this with Martin? I do not. Okay, get this. So, um. So uh, I was curious about George Martin's co-creator of the show, Ryan Condal, because I'm like, where's I never heard of this guy. And, he, and Martin's so big, obviously, having done having done Wilder's one of your favorite series, right? Is it? Um, It's up there, but it's not it's not one I mention as like, this is my top five. OK, OK, so. <laughs> get this. The, this is just goes to show that, you know, you just have to be bold. The pair first met in 2005 at Martin's book signing. Mm -hmm. Condal was a Martin supervan who had read, reread, I mean, dissected every book he had. And while he was working at a day job in advertising, Condal was also writing. And so he broke into screenwriting and his scripts were touched by his learnings from, from Martin. So mm -hmm. While he's filming his first TV pilot near Martin's home in Santa Fe, he asked if he could buy the guy dinner and they became friends. So then when Martin published Fire and Blood in 2018 and HBO wanted an adaption, he saw this opportunity. Get this. Um, I, and here's a quote. I knew he knew my world very well, Martin said of Condal. He knew my characters. He knew my fantasy in general. So he had written a Conan, the bar Barbarians kind of script. So he knew Tolkien. And he knew Robert E. Howard, he knew Fritz Lieber, Ursula K. Le Guin, all of the greats of epic fantasy and high fantasy. So 13 years after that book signing, Martin offered Condal a job. Good for him. I know. Isn't that it's amazing? It's the long con, guys. It's always the long con. Yeah. And I want to I wanna give a shout out. Um, there, if, you've, if you're on Instagram, Story has it, has an Instagram account. And that's where I got this little little story. I couldn't find it anywhere else. So I assume it's been vetted, but I'm pretty I, I can't imagine it hasn't. But if you're if you're a lover of film and everything, start to follow them. They have lots of interesting stuff that never came out. And now I'm gonna turn it over to Wilder to introduce the House of Dragons. I mean, does it need an introduction? The entire world. Oh, is well, you know, I think it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar, this is the prequel to Game of Thrones. This is 200 years before Game of Thrones, and it's about House Targaryen uh, and essentially how, how our girl Daenerys Targaryen came to be. Um, so this is back 200 years when dragons are still a thing magic is still a thing um the targaryens have crossed the narrow sea and they've taken over westeros uh and the seven the seven kingdoms and this is viserys targaryen this is we're starting at a time where the succession was not clear and so the the great council has made a choice between his cousin who's a woman and viserys who Mill is, Millie Al Alcock is her is uh, you know the young she's the young princess no not not Millie this is uh her her cousin uh Missar uh sorry her cousin is I apologize uh Emily Eve Best Princess Rainus Valerian um oh, okay she she had as equal a claim to the throne as Viserys did or maybe even stronger 
but the great council chose Viserys because in Princess Rhaenys's words, the men would rather see the kingdom burn than have a woman lead. So that's where we enter this. Viserys Which, is a little way, bit Which, by the way, is not so far from the way things were and sometimes even are now. I mean, I think that's what's happening in our country. So I, I'm not surprised. I think it's very yeah. much a, a commentary yeah. on what's happening today. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so that's that's where we enter. We enter where Viserys's wife, who is also his cousin, um, <laughs> Emma, is about to give birth to their second child, she has had several miscarriages since their first child. Uh, Princess Rhaenyra, Emma Darcy, who plays the, oh, sorry, Emma Darcy, I think plays the older version of her. You're gonna, we're gonna have some time cuts in this, in this show. Um, but Princess Rhaenyra is the only child so far of King Viserys. That's where yeah, we Yeah, and who's played by Millie Alcock. Now, can I just say, um, now the, so Millie Alcock is, white haired she's a, a albino i think kind of presentation right and well stunning. that's the entire house targaryen. exactly that but is the mark of a targaryen okay but here's what's weird about it it is so beautiful and so was the woman from the other show what was her name who played that role um oh uh amelia yeah amelia okay i i'm just shocked that every high school girl is not dyeing her hair white, 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 because boy, is that a stunning combination when you put it all together? It really is just beautiful. Well, I mean, kids were dyeing their hair gray for a while. I don't know. I don't know how cool this show is so much as it's popular. Um, But I I will say it's it holds up to Game of Thrones. I came, you know, I think a lot of us Game of Thrones fans came back kip- kicking and screaming to this show because seasons. I think it's better because I watched the first six episodes of Game of Thrones because you asked me to. And I thought I should under I, and I couldn't go there. But I got to tell you, I they had me at hello. A lot of controversy there. The, I, you know, you've got to talk to me about the violence and how you're reconciling that. What do you mean how I'm reconciling this? This is what I signed up for. <laughs> I know, but violence the world of high fantasy this is what you're in okay but violence begots violence so why are we doing what's the what is the point what what is what is the benefit of this show to mankind entertainment (laughs) it's entertaining to see the brutality that we're we're viewing absolutely have you not seen you know all of the marvel movies no you haven't um but that you know violence is a is entertaining we've established that right yeah, but it's all, the problem with it. it it's it's also uh is a teacher and so when you've got well, you know you've got 10 year old boys watching this you think they're going to treat women respectfully as they grow up i don't think so what is the value to humanity for putting the show on i think i think we are learning very clearly what a leader Rhaenyra is going to be i think if you if you have watched episode two there is a moment where she oh, oh I, by the way i love her from day i'm from no from the moment the show opens and she lands i love her she's yeah you know she's confident she's challenging I think the, message of the show is not to underestimate women okay that would be great and that's probably why already it's more palatable to me now by the way there's been a tremendous outcry um and we're, we can't say what happens you really can't because you need to you need to be somewhat surprised um during the childbirth thing scene there it's 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 brutal okay what's the outcry 
Well, the outcry is by women's groups saying um, this is the way it was done back then, by the way. This is not an unusual yeah. situation. And they just think there should have been back more. then, by the way, this is, you know, fantasy. But yes, back back in our olden times, this is well, actually right. hundreds of years ago. This is the way they behave. Yeah. But um, I think what they're saying is there should have been better warning that it's really upset a number of people. And then I mean, I think that's the point. I think that is absolutely the point. And I understand you're feeling that way. And I don't necessarily disagree. And I don't know that I would have liked having a warning because it'd be like, I don't know. Then I, I don't know what I would have thought. But what's the that. difference in that bloodshed to the tourney that's happening outside? That is the point. The bloodshed that is <laughs> happening between the men is, is the equivalent. And, and she even says it. She does. You know, it. they do. They go between this, as our this, battleground yeah. is the birthing room. Well, and I then, mean, and, and, and that's why they did this juxtaposition where you're going back and forth between the childbirthing uh, moments and the, the games that they put together, which, you know, is, uh, is jousting. So which it, is their choice, right? That yeah. is their choice. Women don't have a choice going into the birthing room. Right. Right. No, no, they don't. And I, I think that and is even the once point. they're in there, they clearly don't have a choice. But Obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I, I think it. But now and tell me, what is this cost to do? Oh, I mean, this is it's got to be I don't huge, right? Exact figures, but this is hundreds of millions of dollars. OK, they and will they it. get that money back? Yes, they will. Huh? I mean, look at the numbers, the numbers they they get. $15 from me every month and multiply that by everyone. Yeah, but who's that's watching. not the only reason why you're in there. You know, they could put other stuff on and you, you would not give oh, yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, successions, they've got great programming that, but that's, that's the point. Um, right. and I, I will say, you know, I, and many, many, many others. And I, I read the books, right here. Here's me waving my nerd flag. I read the books. I loved the books. And by the way, fuck you, George R. R. Martin for writing this book and not finishing your original series. I fucking hate that, but whatever. Okay. Um, whatever. Um, I'm not the only one who's very angry about that, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but they made a whole other, they have several spinoff shows uh, from game of Thrones, right? They, right. they had a whole, pilot they shot with Naomi Watts that was set you know thousands of years in the past of I think the, like the origin of House Targaryen scrapped the whole thing they just threw it away because yep. it wasn't good enough um yep. and this you know uh George R. R. Martin has not been shy in talking about how he was not involved in the later seasons of Game of Thrones uh and that this show is going to be different and how and why we were all so disappointed with season seven and eight we're, they're not going to do that to us again <laughs> Well, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, it depends also how long it goes, but, um, no, can we, I mean, just, it'll go for a while. Well, can we talk about the actors like Matt Smith? Okay. You saw Matt Smith in, um, in Maplethorpe. What? You saw him in Dr. Who. You well, saw no, him you as the doctor. No, but I saw him in the crown. I saw yes, him in, and I saw him in Pride and Prejudice. But you saw him in all of those things because he played the doctor. Okay. I never saw Doctor Who, but can I just say that? And then he takes this role of, you know, Darth Vader without a mask. He's so good. He's very he good. He's yeah. everyone's favorite. But is He's this a good a thing bitch. for him? Is he ever going to be anything other than this? Oh, now? yeah. I think, well, hey, if he can grow past the doctor, 
that is a very difficult box to get out of. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't see anything. it, so I don't know. I'm just saying that a role like this, man, that is etched in my brain. I'm not going to forget him. You know, I'm not. I mean, his, his, so he, guys, again, here's my nerd flag, but he played the doctor after David Tennant. Um, and David Tennant was beloved in this role. So taking over after him is, it was a very difficult thing. Those are very big shoes to fill. And he, Matt Smith in his own right was beloved in that role. And he's very silly. And like his catchphrase was Geronimo and bow ties are cool. And I mean, he was like, I mean, he, it was very campy and very, very fun. And this is the complete opposite of that. So people who are fans of Doctor Who are like, who are coming into this show for him, which by the way, there are a lot of those, uh, are, I, I hope they're loving it because he he's camp to the nth degree. I mean, he plays into the villain role so well. It is so oh my much God. fun. I know he's excellent. You know, he's excellent. And the other standout performance, if you ask me, is Millie Alcock, who, by the way, I hadn't, I never knew her before. And then no, I'm looking I think at- she's- pretty new right no she's not she goes she's had major series uh work oh. for a long long time since 2014 well, you know that's great she's got a lot of uh a lot of credits coming out but you know high life um a place yeah. to call home pine gap i mean lots and lots and lot reckoning major miniseries you know and Obviously, this is going to be her largest role to date, but boy, is it a good one. Oh, well, and and good. we should all is so they they are treating time differently in this show than they did in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, because they had the books for the first six seasons, was very methodical, right? It it moved pretty slowly, but uh, the reason season seven and eight are not loved as much are because they didn't have the books. They moved way too fast. Nobody understood the character development that happened. Because well, they seasons. all look the same and that you can't, I mean, they're all wearing very large pieces of uh, animal clothing. Okay. And... No, 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 no. You can't, you can't comment on, on seasons you haven't seen. Okay. I had a hard time <laughs> figuring out, wait, did I have seen you before or wait, weren't yes, you Yes, I will say you're not alone. What house a is lot you're of in? People... I can't pronounce your name. What's going on? All, so and all I, I got about with the dragon I got pulled scene. into this show. Um, interestingly enough from my mother uh I was visiting my mom and I wasn't feeling great and she was like we're gonna watch this show you're gonna love it um and in episode eight something drastic happens and it's not expected and I'm waiting for you know the rescue to happen and everything to change and I was booking a train ticket at the time and I'm like kind of watching kind of you know on the computer and then this event happens in this episode and I was like wait what and I had to like rewind it and watch it again because I was like, hang on a second. They didn't just do what I think they just did. And they did. And they committed to it. And I was like, okay, this show is amazing. And then I went and I read the books in between the summers between seasons one and two. And I'm a nerd and, you know, that was fun for me. But it was it was fascinating because there was this discourse between the fans who had read the books and the fans who just loved the show. And there are great video responses to the fans who had read the books who knew what was coming so they could video their friends who were watching the show and their reaction to what was going to happen in that episode right and i'm i'm debating whether or not i want to read this book now because i don't know if i want to know what's coming right but i loved knowing I what know. was coming i think the in, way in i think the Thrones. way it, the way it unfolds is fast enough 
I'm not, you know, I'm not treating time differently there. You know, we're going to, there's going to be a different actor for Uh, Rhaenyra. There's going to be a different actor for Alicent, her best friend slash maybe something else. Uh, (laughs) But here's the thing. I would not, I would not binge this. No, you can't. That's mm-hmm. what see, Miss, give it to me all at once. Um, no, no, I don't say it for every series. I don't say it for that. I say yeah. it for certain series, and this is not one of them. Is what no, I want. No, and to you can't. Point. You can't. Yeah. Because yeah. um, the there's so much that happens in every episode, right? They're they're really great about about planting the seeds, right? Even in even in episode one, they planted seeds that that paid off in that episode. It was yeah. so beautifully done. Oh, beautifully um, done. Yep. And I, you know, you know what it's else? It's not easily digestible. That's the point. Right. And then moving along to some of the other aspects of it, I think the other thing that's good about it is this show gives an opportunity for anybody working on the show to be able to be exceptional. Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. what, you know, some series you're, you're watching and it's like, it's really about the actors and they get to sort of star, you know, Mm -hmm. and the scenery is the background. The cinematography doesn't really matter, you know, like whatever. Okay. Every single person working on this show, this series is going to have the ability to at least submit something to be considered for the awards. I, because, I don't think it's the ability. I think it's the expectation. Uh, well, exactly. But I, but they have, but you, sometimes if you don't have the money or they don't have, you know, they, they, or it's not in the script or whatever, you don't have the, the, the beef to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. every, you know, every scene is just mind boggling. Every special event effect you know, I mean, you know, Bad Sisters. The dragons which, alone. Right. Yeah. Bad Sisters, which we reviewed last week, you know, no offense, you know, special effects, not so much. But it's not a special effects show. Well, but this one has every single element you get to stand out. That's what I love. Very about rare. Me. Yeah. Very rare to see in any show. If I will say me. they set the bar very high, though, because there are other fantasy shows out there that don't do this and they don't hold up because of this give and, me an example um there's there's a series i'm a big fan of um the books are are great um it's the wheel of time series by robert jordan okay it's on amazon i made it three episodes in because special effects are just so cheap they've i don't know like they they made some choices that made it far more cw than well we're all you know we're all listening to wilder who is a connoisseur of excellence (laughs) and if she goes to dinner she wants the wine to be as good as the beef as good as the salad whatever (laughs) i get it i get it and by the way if you don't have it there's no way you're gonna have the staying power that you need to do something like house of dragon well and and game of thrones set that bar i mean there's like entire books dedicated to the costumes on that show i every every house their costumes their houses is layered into what they're wearing the things about their character are sewn into their coats you know it's Uh, so funny that you met you mentioned that because down downtown abbey the person who did the costume she brought in uh, actual uh, things from that era for, for them mm. to wear. And it was very hard because yeah, a, sure. they couldn't adjust to them. You know, they had to keep them yeah. the way they came in is the way they had to go out. Yeah. And they were very uncomfortable and didn't really fit sometimes. And, you know, in other words, they didn't spend the money to let her make new ones. She didn't, maybe she didn't want to. I don't really know what happened, 
but there's always a story behind everything. But I think the costumes are amazing. And I think, I don't think there's an area of uh, that you, that is an award category that doesn't get to excel in this, in this show. I mean, if, if you look at Game of Thrones, Amelia Clark, her character, Daenerys Targaryen, she goes in the book, she's 13. She's definitely a little bit older in the show. Um, just her hair alone. If you watch the wig that she's wearing, it progresses with her character. She's she was married to a man who is from a tribe where it wasn't a man. Like, he was a he was an animal. He well and and like a god. Um, but he in that tribe, the length of your braid designates that you have not lost a battle. Right. So if your if your braid is really long. You've you've won all your battles your whole life. And her hair design, it the number of braids she has increases over the course of the of the show because she's won so many battles. It's the the attention to detail is just stellar. It's absolutely Yeah, but also she awesome. she brought a le- and it was her first really big role. She brought a level of of acting I thought that was tremendous. But she also paid for that role. Yeah, she did. And um, when you really see good. interviews with her about it now and how they treated what were really rape scenes and how she didn't feel because she was a new actor in the role, she didn't feel she had the right to say, I'm not doing that. You know, yeah. you can't ask me to do that. Well, I mean, there's, they, there's took, they, took, they took liberties in that show that I think they have to be very careful in terms of how they do it now because they're not going to get away with it this time. It's not going to work. Well, it's, it's two-sided. One, there's a reason we have intimacy coordinators now um Mm -hmm. there's very strong reason you've got that now and I think most people on set are very grateful for it uh two there's you know when you are a young actress and you are trying to establish yourself you don't you don't want to be that girl who doesn't want to be the girl that says no exactly um which is exactly why she didn't stand up back then but but there's a reason why you know come season three or four you're you're not seeing her bare chested anymore, yeah. right? Because she had the clout to say, "I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, and, uh, and but she her. paid the she paid the price, and it never goes away. It's always going to be out there. You know, yeah. the sexualization of her as a human, as she's pointed out since, is never going to go away. She can't get rid of that. Well, and what's <laughs> what's really interesting to bring it back to to House of Dragons, there's very uncomfortable conversation between the king. And his niece, cousin, niece, I don't know, she's 12. Um, and he makes a decision that, you know, he's he's contemplating whether or not to go down a road. And he, he says he's uncomfortable with it because she's 12. <laughs> Which the age difference between the decision he makes and the decision he was presented with, oh, maybe three years, maybe four <laughs> And yeah, I was well, like, uh, look, uh, it, look, that's the window of sexualization, I guess. Yeah, but see, I don't think that's funny. Like you're laughing, and I, oh, I think, I, I think, think putting, I, I, I know, but I think, I think putting it on the screen is not necessarily healthy for the society that's trying to fight exactly that. But I, I don't think that's. I'm the just point. saying I that think we're I am supposed to talk about it. Well, I, you know, I don't see anybody talking about it in the show. But my point is this: it's no, still, not, not in the show between you and me. Yeah, but it's but people don't. What happens is it embeds in the twelve-year-old boy that sees it, and then he's able to sexualize somebody who's clearly twelve. And I don't know that that's a healthy environment. In other words, that's when I come back to the question, which is a question that's fairly a fair question to ask: 
what is the redeeming value of somebody watching this? And you're well, saying, and you're saying year entertainment, old. and I'm saying maybe we shouldn't be entertained by these kinds of presentations. This is, I have a hard time with it. This is a much larger conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's why they have rating systems on television shows. Now. Yeah, but unfortunately, parents who are home, that 12 year old boy is going to be watching this with his parents. He is. Uh, you know, it doesn't well, matter. Then it doesn't matter parents, about the rating season. You know, but then it's those parents' responsibility to have that conversation okay. with him and, and say, I'm saying, "What is society's responsibility in terms of what is what is society's responsibility in terms of teaching moments?" And when you put stuff like this on the screen, it is a mirror. Everybody looks for a mirror of themselves and a window into that which they aspire to be. And so I'm saying that in some of these, and one of the criticisms of the show is that the sexualization of it does make it okay, just by virtue of the fact that it's on the screen. You know, but I don't think that that's a fair metric because this is how it, first of all, it's fantasy. So let's start there. But yes, it's a commentary. Yeah, but we don't how... want to put that fantasy in that 12 year old boy's head. I, I don't think that's a fair metric at all because mm -hmm. I think you're then you're talking about censorship. Then you're talking about where is the onus? And well, I'm, I'm not saying I know, but clearly nobody's censoring them. I'm not saying I'm saying that I do ask myself, what is the, you know, what is the redeeming value of, of the show? But I think, I think when you look at the show, who are the people you're looking up to? For me, it's Rhaenyra. And I think for a lot of well, people- Well, that's because Rhaenyra. you're a different kind of person than somebody- I don't think that that's true. I think a lot of people are responding to Rhaenyra. I well, think that's I, the I, point. If you, but if you read, there are some people there, I think there are two sides of the coin on this. And one sort of is what I'm talking about and one's what you're talking about. And I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just telling you that I don't think this builds boys- that don't sexualize a 12 year old girl in exactly that way. You know, there's pornography in that, that is a very of great concern to me when the King is walking with what is clearly a 10 year old actor, you know, it's just like, it was a long time ago. Um, uh, I forget the name of the show, but um, uh, who was the one who wore her jeans with nothing? There's nothing that comes between me and my Calvins. Who's that girl? It's a quote I should know, and I don't remember. Yeah, okay. Um, as she was in Blue Lagoon, do you, did you ever see that? Oh, Brooke Shields? Yeah. So Brooke Shields was in uh, some Pretty Baby was the name of the film. And it came out in the 70s, and she is carried in, and she's in a whorehouse, and she's a young girl in a whorehouse. And she's carried in, and she's sold for the first time for a huge amount of money to be um, where, you know, she's going to be, she turns into a prostitute and she comes in very proudly and everything else. And, and at the time it was the same thing of, wait, you're now sensationalizing not only prostitution, but you know, of a minor, like this kid is 10, you know, and her mother was highly criticized for letting her do the role. And then she did a Calvin ad two years later when she was 15, where she stands up there and she's got half a shirt on and her and she's wearing her jeans and she says and the tagline is nothing comes between me and my calvins and it was a huge moment in time in the 70s where i think maybe early 80s where everybody was like that's not okay like it's not okay okay that same criticism and again i can see you don't agree with it but that doesn't mean that it's not it's not something that other people feel this is not helping uh 
teach a 12 year old to 15, 16 year old boy to behave properly. Just right. Not. But why is it Game of Thrones responsibility to teach a 12 year old boy? Because to that's properly? called humanity. That's, that's about. well, but that's what's their responsibility because we're all humans on the same earth trying to build a better world well then that means we shouldn't ever make anything that's rated r we shouldn't ever make anything it's a that's great argument violent. on both sides but there i think there's point i i understand your point i'm not arguing with it but i also think you can't have the conversation you cannot we can't have this discourse unless we have something to talk about and the fact that 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 scene is so uncomfortable and it's very it's it's pointed out right that scene is pointed out on several sides of how uncomfortable that is both from him from her mother did you from read his did you daughter. read any of the feminist writings about it this week no well i think it, take a moment i mean I, again we're going to go back and forth because we're both saying the same thing over and over again and that never there's no point in that but I think people have, there's your point of view and my point of view. It's the same, you know, we don't need to revisit this again and again, but I think it's worth reading about because there are some people, and I'm not sure I'm not one of them, I don't know yet, that say, I don't know that there is a redeeming value to this and I'm not sure it should be out there. I'm well, just I mean, I, I will say, you know, I'm not a fan of using rape as a plot point, right? That's never, and, and it's it happens a lot in fantasy it's it's a main staple of fantasy right but it's also a reflection of what it's based on where it's from how life was for a lot of women during these times yeah. and i i think we do a disservice to our histories and our stories if we cover that up if we pretend that everything was rosy and that these things didn't happen i think everybody understands your point of view i do <laughs> and and i think they hear mine it's a question of which side of that fence they're going to sit on but you know it's funny do you remember the uh series show that was like a year and a half ago i thought it was one of the best of 2021 um unbelievable do you remember that mm -hmm. okay so and there were a lot of rape season there because there are like five women who are raped and there the show's about that though well but here's the thing the people who were directing it um and who uh created it she said i didn't want to put rape scenes in because i didn't want rapists to go to this watch this over and over again and getting getting really excited by what they were seeing on the screen i didn't want to create that environment or add to that environment or give them that i didn't want to give them what would make them want to do it more and more and more so she what she did was she did you literally see on the screen like six snippets but they're still life pictures so nothing that anybody could get off on but you still can, she felt she could was still able to create the environment she was trying to create on the screen i mm -hmm. thought that was real i i really admired her for that approach and i thought it worked and i thought it worked a lot better actually than some of the rape scenes i've seen that they know statistically rapists watch over and over again before they go rape and I mean, so that's very hard to hear I, well it's but it's true well you're no no i'm sure i i don't yeah. doubt that it is true but i also yeah. I think that the show's, I, I I thought Unbelievable was was fine. I felt it was very preachy, you know? Um, and we had that conversation, we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that show fits a brief, right? There's a reason that that show was made. I think it's it got applauded across, across the board. And I think it showed that you can tell these kinds of stories in a way that doesn't 
that doesn't glamorize. Well, that do- well, that doesn't give uh give meat to the to the person look when they start interviewing rapists in prison and they started saying well i watched this show over and over again then i would go out and rape i'd watch this show over and again and go mm-hmm. out and rape. okay that does give a moment of pause to say well take the fucking shows off the off the screen why do we need them what yeah. what, what redeeming value do they provide to society to make a better world i don't know it's a fair well question. i i do think we're gonna find that out in the show I think Rhaenyra is going to be we'll the, the reason. Yeah. I think we've established very early on that women are underestimated in this world. If you've watched Game of Thrones, you you know that what the staple and standard is in House of Dragons changes, and Rhaenyra is probably the reason that that does. Yeah. Um. And so I think I think there I think we're gonna pay off this conversation. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I will. You know. Again. You know, we both come from a very different point of view, but it's the discussion that people are having. And there's a lot written about the show, even after the first and second episode, a lot of negative. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of negative press about it. And I don't think that it's wrong. I just think it's a point of view. And we'll see. We'll see. But um, but the any the other thing is, so do you have any idea how much money it's costing per episode? Millions. It's millions per episode. Ep- okay, much more I mean, than Game of Thrones was ten million an episode. This is it more. Was wow. Yeah. More. I mean, not when it first started. Okay, gotcha. but towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is, but you have to remember also, and and they keep saying that they're not up against each other. But today is the first day that the Lord of the Rings series premieres, yeah. and that was a seven hundred million dollar investment from Amazon. Which, by the way, is like me investing a hundred dollars. Can I just put that sure. out there, right? Sure, you know, when, but... when we say that, and we think, "Oh my God, that's so much money," but the truth is, for Amazon, it's really not. But there's two reasons that they did it. One, Jeff Bezos is a massive Lord of the Rings fan. Two, they want their own Game of Thrones. Okay. That is the yeah. reason. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're up against each other. They're putting as much money as they possibly can into each series. They're going to be very different from each other. It'll be interesting because I think we're going to do. Uh, Lord of the Rings as well I'll be very curious your point of view because I think that's the type of fantasy maybe you'll respond to a little bit more because it doesn't have look I'm gonna watch this I'm liking it I'm just questioning whether I I should this show goes to those Game of Thrones as as an entirety goes to those places where you and I are uncomfortable yeah Lord of the Rings is a different approach it's a different tone it's high fantasy in a way that like i haven't read the books so forgive me but i don't believe rape is a plot point in in lord of the rings i don't right think so. yeah um it is it is a plot and point it might be the better for, and it might be the better for it yeah you know? it, but it's yeah. it's a plot point in many 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 pages of yeah. game of thrones and and i think i think you're right that that these conversations are necessary i don't know which way is right i will tell you i got really sick of watching it in game of thrones I was sick of watching those rape scenes. They were so uncomfortable, but I also think that there there is a point to that sometimes. I don't think there's a point to it always. Look, I you know, again, we're done with that. We're done with that. But I think I think I'll be very curious to see what your response to Lord of the Rings is yeah. because it's a very different kind of fantasy. Yeah, I hear you. And, um, all right, so your your is, is excessive in everything, right? There's freaking dragons and and fire and blood everywhere. Like that's yeah. The whole well, point. but no boy goes and finds a dragon outside to throw fire on somebody. Boys are not going out and throwing fire on people. But those rape scenes are reenacted. They are but, though. They are uh, throwing well, fire. They're, they're throwing bullets. 
Okay. Well, they're, but they're the, you know, the, there's a difference between that. And when rapists tell us, I watched the, the scene over and over again, and I went out and raped, that's what I did. There's a difference. I'm sorry, but I see it. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I don't disagree with you in yeah. any way, but I think then if you're going to open up that door, we got to talk about violence. Yeah. Well, by the way, we should talk about violence because mm -hmm. I do, you know, I mean, by the way, I would have the same conversation around some of the violence that, you know, I, there was, what was the, what was the film that um, Ben Affleck did where they started off and they were wearing these masks that so took me aback at the beginning of the film. The town? Yes. Okay. And I thought some of the violence in that was so horrendous. And I thought to myself the same thing, like, is this, there's a, is there a reason that you're watching this, Chris, but I watched it, but anyway. Okay. So you highly recommend this. So do I, I, mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you were like me and you watched the first six episodes of game of Thrones and didn't like it, you might like this. I think it's beautiful. I mean, this done. hits the ground running. <laughs> no, really? Absolutely. So, um, so controversy around some of the scenes and you know, what is the, the value of this kind of a show? But at the same time, if you want to see good stuff on the screen, you, you, it's there. It's definitely there. I love the dichotomy in your last statement. Just sends me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, look, I love ice cream too. But sometimes I recognize it's not good for me. And if it's not good for society, I'm not, you know, I get it. But, you know. I mean, it's right. a cultural moment for better or worse. I'll be curious to see how it pays off. Yeah. Well, also be serious, curious to see if it succeeds. Like, is it so much like Game of Thrones that it's like, I can't do this again. Like I can't go through another seven years. Well, that's, no. that's what a lot of people begrudgingly, I mean, I'm, and I'm one of them. We're like, am I going to do this again? Am I going to yeah. go through this? And by the way, like during COVID, I went to go rewatch Game of Thrones and I got three episodes in and I was like, you know what? I can't, yeah. can't do it. It's not too, like, not too like punishing. the West Wing, not like the nope. West Wing. I'm on my seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth watch of West Wing. I, I know, know, me too. Like exactly, exactly. All right, my friend. I, I will talk next week. Look, we, you know, we debate this stuff and we think it's important for both sides to be seen. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got something to say, send it in to us at screenthoughts at gmail.com. So talk to you all next week. Bye.